You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Rousseau here, excited to continue our series featuring our 2019 NLC LA Fellows. Today we're joined by Juan Lopez. Got an interesting background, lots to talk about. So let's get to it. All right, Juan. So it's true, you're a full-time student now, is that right? That's right, yeah, at USC Price. What's been the most uh, interesting or, or challenging part becoming a full-time student again? Uh, I think the most challenging part was trying to get out of the mold of focusing on local government and trying to broaden my horizons. So I've taken uh, classes on homegrown violent extremism, international development, really kind of broadening my intellectual breadth. Yeah, because you definitely had a lot going on when you worked in City Hall. Give folks a little bit of a, of a background on who you worked for and what kind of things you worked on. Definitely. So uh, I started off in 2013 uh, with the new, newly elected uh, controller, Ron Galperin, as a special assistant and kind of quickly worked my way up to director of technology and innovation, a brand new position in the office focused on data and technology and how do you innovate government from the inside out. Uh, and I was part of the team that brought uh, the region's first open data site, Control Panel LA. And I really try to focus on how do you bring in a new way of thinking the government to uh, answer some of these big challenging uh, problems that City Hall faces every day. Yeah. And, you know, during that time, I was actually on uh, neighborhood council and so really appreciated the the access and the information in, in the control panel. Tell folks a little bit of how you envisioned uh, constituents and the city to use that. Yeah. So uh, when we first started this uh, back in early 2013, uh, we really sought to push the envelope and we saw transparency not as a gimmick or, or, or uh, through a political angle, but more of transparency should be the default for government. So we really wanted to release as much information as possible and put it out there in a way that was clear, easy to use, and really let people explore, find their own insights and make their own discoveries. Uh, and, and it's been a huge success. And then of the uh, uses that ended up uh, taking hold when constituents got off chance to really go into the portal and, and look and find different things that might have been of interest to them. Any outcomes surprise you? Any inquiries surprise you? What kind of turned out uh, to, to, to happen that you didn't think was going to happen? Yeah, I was really surprised at how uh, neighborhood councils in particular uh, really leveraged open data to push uh, for policy actions from their council members. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but, you know, neighborhood councils uh, produce these community uh, letters that they submit to council. And a lot of these are, are used, they're using data to, to back up their policy recommendations and to great effect. Uh, you see folks uh, in the North Valley, for instance, uh, use our expenditure data to talk about how they need more uh, funding for their parks there because they actually pulled it up from our site and they compare it to other parts of the city. And that's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. When you're done with your master's program, what do you see yourself wanting to do? Uh, I mean, ideally, I'd love to run for public office uh, sometime in the next two to, two to five years. Uh, I, I've always thought that uh, government can be a great tool uh, for the public good, uh, especially if you have the right goals, the right mindset, and the right team. Uh, you can make a lot of meaningful change happen. Uh, so I'm really excited to kind of explore that in the next few years. And then of all the different candidates that we saw across the country and, and locally too in the midterms any one stand out about oh you know if i could run a campaign like that that's who i would model myself after um i mean if i have to limit myself to one i'd say uh beto o'rourke or elect alexandra ocasio-cortez 
uh, I really, really uh, fell in love with Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's passion, her initiative, and the way that she focused on uh, you know what's called low propensity voters, folks that don't vote often. Uh, she expanded the pie, and and she didn't real she didn't uh, follow the you know classic playbook, and she won by working harder than anybody else. And I think that's the kind of campaign I want to run in the future. Nice. And then uh, last thing, what are you most looking forward to once we see you in January for the NLC Fellowship? Uh, well, first off, I saw the the list of other fellows, and the caliber is incredible. So I'm just looking forward to really getting to know everybody, seeing what their interests are, and 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 really just making those connections. Great. Well, listen, we're excited to have you. Excited to see you in January. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can listen in to the 19 other episodes featuring those amazing fellows we just referenced. You can find them at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. They're all there. Make sure to listen and download and subscribe. Until next time, we'll catch you soon.